Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode 45 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And on today's show, we're going to keep digging into what's really uh, the number one concern that we hear from businesses and governments about cloud computing, and that's security. Um, you know, not only is it somewhat confusing or complicated to a lot of technologists, um, but it's also confusing to, you know, both Aaron and I. So today what we decided to do is we're going to talk about sort of the evolution of security, both is how it's delivered as a service, but also, you know, security for cloud computing with Kevin Nikahu, CEO of Startup Cloud Access. Kevin, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Um, so, Kevin, for, for folks that may not be familiar with Cloud Access, um, tell us a little bit about both yourself and the company and, and, and how you guys have gotten started and uh, you know what, what problems you're trying to solve. So a little bit about myself. I've been in the IT industry for over 30 years, and I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I've uh, started and sold uh, a few companies. And uh, my educational background is bachelor's and master's in computer engineering and an MBA. So I'm really deep into information technology, and I have a passion for that. And um, about the company, it actually, Cloud Access is uh, in the business of delivering security, but as a service. Security as a service delivered from the cloud, and it's trying to address a number of issues, uh, primarily in terms of costs, uh, cost availability, resources, and a number of issues that I, I think through this, throughout this conversation we're going to talk about that, that made it, uh, there were actually inhibitors for most companies to have access to uh, this technology. Uh, started a long time ago I, uh, with my previous companies. We used to deliver large enterprise security projects in millions and millions and millions of dollars and then um, other companies would come to me and say hey could could I have a similar solution and I would say do you have millions of dollars in budget they would say no we don't and so I started thinking about okay how do I how do I make this work and it, it started about 12 years ago and as cloud utility and, and, and cloud computing and utility computing kicked in together with open source, it gave us the opportunity to bring all of that together and create a solution that was scalable um, and high performance, multi-tenant, uh, uh, so that we could deliver security as a service. Okay. All right. Very good. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll dig into what the service is because there are a lot of aspects of, of security, you know, different aspects of security. But, you know, before we dive into that too deep, you know, there's for a lot of years, you know, security professionals, people that, that live and breathe security, have always sort of said that you can't have security be an, a bolt-on. It can't be an afterthought. And unfortunately, as, as you sort of highlighted, um, not only was it, a, was it a costly element, but but in a lot of cases, it was something that people were doing after a large project got scoped out or architected. Um, you know, now that we're seeing more and more people move uh, they're moving applications to the cloud. They're starting new applications in the cloud. Is this really sort of a, you know, a fork in the road or a new opportunity for security professionals um, to start to build security closer to day one? Is that are you starting to see that as a trend um, happening in the industry? Is that an opportunity 
for cloud access? Uh, absolutely. I, I think cloud computing in general uh, is is changing everything. And yes, cloud computing and security as a service certainly presents a new paradigm shift. And I think it's one that allows companies to establish security day one quickly and easily. Okay. Now, to better understand why, we really have to look at the history, the challenges with the traditional models of security and security implementation uh, and the deployment costs and challenges and compare that with uh, cloud-based security services. And, and it really, it stands out when you compare the two. So historically, uh, companies had to go and put a justification uh, document together. Uh, they had to. Um, uh, they, they had to understand the platform, the the development, the administration, um, a number of uh, factors that was related to the platforms that they had to support. Then they have to uh, buy uh, a large capital expenditure, uh, and then um, typically one to two, one to three ratio of sales to services, and all of that would create a huge uh, capex cost. And by, the, by then, by the time uh, the IT organization or maybe even the other stakeholders tried to put this budget through, um, the projects were rolled out, the applications were rolled out, and then the security would have, uh, have to come after that because it was such a large um, uh, lead time to get this thing in place. Mm -hmm. Now compare that with security as a service in the cloud. Now here's the change. You don't have implementation, you don't have capital cost, it's OPEX, it's day one, you turn it on today. Okay. So what, what happens is that you've got the applications, you decide how much you wanna use, when to use it, how to use it, you tell your security as a service provider, this is the way I want it, and you plug it in. So it's more like a, um, plug and play environment versus go and get approval for large dollars to implement a security project. Okay, so so let's let's dive a little bit into into your platform, into the service that you offer. Um, you know, like I mentioned, security can can take on a lot of different things. It can be encryption. It can be you know, basic, um, you know, whether you allow packets in or out, firewall functions, it can be, you know, intrusion detection, it can be, you know, managing logs, it can be managing authentications. How how broad of a service uh, do you offer and, and, and what should people be thinking about when they're thinking about security as a service? Um, actually, that's a very good question. And I think security requirements, whether you want to deal with it on-premise for applications inside your firewall or inside the environment that's um, uh, that's closely monitored from within versus um, environment that's cloud-based and spread through a number of uh, public, private, or hybrid clouds, um, security remains the same. You still have to have the elements that you've talked about. You still have to have threat management, encryption, authentication, all of that. And there's a number of um, security as a service uh, providers, um, uh, cloud-based security uh, that that provide the different elements today. So uh, there are companies that, for example, provide web filtering and email filtering. Mm -hmm. uh, there are companies that provide antivirus. So there is cloud-based providers today that 
they're focused on on their specific skill set and expertise. Cloud Access happens to be focused on two suites of products, identity and access management and SIM and log management. Okay. Uh, we, we day one, we decided that we're going to cover the aspects of who touched what when and be able to address to generate audit reports and meet uh, compliance regula- regulatory requirements. And that's really the uh, narrow focus in the overall uh, security world that we are uh, working on. Okay, so it's very much about um, you know who's who's accessing the applications, uh, identifying who they are, grouping them certain ways, and then keeping track of those activities, like as you mentioned, log management and, and so forth. So, um, just from a from a high level perspective for the technologists out there, um, which clouds or which types of clouds can you help people secure today? Is it just the, the public clouds, the Amazons and Googles and, and Microsofts, or is it, a, is it a mix of both what would be considered private cloud or things behind the firewall as well as, as public services? Um, again, a very good question. There are certain um, cloud uh, security providers that they're, they're only uh, um, public cloud-facing. Um, cloud access happens to be a more comprehensive solution. So we address public clouds, private clouds, and hybrid clouds. And because we are fully based on web services and industry standard protocols like SAML, uh, Liberty, uh, WS Federation, um, and a number of other, uh, we, we have a major dedication to industry standards and that's how we've developed all of our products. We we will we, we work with all types of uh, architecture and environments. So for us, whether an application is internal to the organization or a SaaS-based application sitting in a cloud is the same thing, and we actually manage the same uh, app user access and user controls from the same dashboard, uh, and we have the uh, uh, our auditing and uh, reports, they all reflect all those applications. And I think that that's important because there, there is a series of applications that will remain inside the firewall with on-premise with, with the customer, yet there are applications that are SaaS-based, like Salesforce.com, uh, uh, Google Apps, or fa- social media such as Facebook and Twitter, that the customers want to know who's accessing them and also uh, protect their intellectual property. So you want to make sure that you bridge the two together so that we have one platform that controls all of that. And on top of that, you want to have identity management so that you could provision and deprovision into these applications automatically. So the ability to do this across boundaries, I think, becomes more and more prevalent in the industry. And let me give you an example of one of our customers, which is a very good example. They have SAP Financials. Um, that's hosted in an IBM data center. They have JD8 work manufacturing system that's it's in, it's, it's in their own uh, data center, and they also are using Microsoft Office 365. A completely different applications in different environment, in the private cloud and also in the public cloud. Yet, a new, a new, the new paradigm shift says you gotta be able to manage all of this. Yep, absolutely. So you bring up an interesting aspect, especially when you're talking about um, 
those mixed environments. Some applications running in the data center as a private, others are running in, in public environments. Um, and, and, you know, we're also seeing this evolution of, you know, not just IT running the applications, right, what was you know, sort of traditional, but we're also seeing lines of business or we're seeing, you know, what's sometimes called shadow IT or the developers, you know, kind of going around IT. How does, how does your platform, maybe, maybe the question, the first question to sort of ask is, who, who are you targeting the platform at? Who do you have the conversations with about running the platform? And then, you know, how do you help a business, uh, whether you're talking to the CFO or the CIO, understand that, you know, you, you need a platform that can deal with, like you said, um, both internal and external applications, but also potentially, you know, a line of business wanting to run an application as well as IT or shadow IT. So it kind of goes back to the first question and how things have changed. Um, it, it, uh, traditionally, one had to create a justification and had to find multiple of stakeholders to create a large budget, millions of dollars, to go and do a project, uh, a security project on-premise, in-house. Um, and that created a challenge because now you have to go satisfy multiple of stakeholders, just like you said, you know, uh, it could be director of IT, CIO, CFO, line of business managers, and then they all had to participate in that large budget. Mm -hmm. Now, look at the cloud computing and particularly security as a service, and then our audience, it becomes a little bit easier or maybe a lot easier to handle. For example, when we talk to the CFO and the CEO, it's all about compliance, and they want to see that. When we talk about, uh, when we talk to CIOs, it's all about monitoring. I want to be able to generate a report quickly and see who's touched one and, and uh, do attestation and make sure that I have segregation of duty. I want to be able to see who, who's trying to penetrate our, our network. And then when you go to the level of, of network administrators, and uh, they want to get into bits and bytes. And I think cloud security or security as a service provides an opportunity for each one of these stakeholders to be satisfied fairly quickly. So instead of spending months and months to show that we could satisfy that requirement after you spend millions of dollars with us and go through 12 months or longer of implementation, we tell the customers, why don't you work with us and see this for yourself with your data in 30 days. Okay. So we've changed, we've changed, I believe we've completely changed the game for the stakeholders so that the risk, I always used to say that for some reason companies thought that they could dump this risk on customers. And I always wondered how they could get away with it. And I think security as a service turns it around and says, as a vendor, we should be responsible for absorbing that risk and prove to the customers that we ha we have uh, we've earned the right to get their business, and part of this is showing showing different stakeholders that we could address their issues right away within 30 days or less. Okay, so uh, okay, so that's a that's a very interesting element. So if I'm a uh, like you said, a director of IT, CIO, CFO, and you come to me and you say, 
you know, look, instead of, you know, for that new project you're taking on or for, you know, some refresh that you're doing, instead of making a huge capital investment in a bunch of platforms, whether they're hardware platforms or software platforms, um, you've got an opportunity to come in and say, you know, run this as a service, align your costs to, to you know, to the amount of demand that you have for that service. And, and they, they're going to sort of inherently understand that from a risk mitigation perspective for their internal applications, right? Their private applications, because that's the environment they've been le- they've been dealing with for years and years. How do you have that conversation with them, or how do you um, allow? How do you prove to them that they can stay compliant for the for the public applications? You know, what's obviously um, you know they they want to run compliance tests, or how do you how do you how does that conversation go? Well, I think, as I said, security does not matter whether you have applications and devices and servers and routers and firewalls internal to your organization, or those applications reside on some public cloud. You still have to show uh, that you've got the appropriate security built in. So we we, we use industry standards like SAML, uh, SAML 1X or 2.0 to connect to the SaaS applications. And as part of that, we log every transaction. We have a complete audit of who, which user has used what application, and we could show and run a report and, and could show the uh, show show to that uh, stakeholder that um, not only we could show them who's used them, but based on roles within the organization, they could uh, they could uh, look at their business policy, security policy, to make sure that it meets uh, their compliance requirements. So there's, a, there's an attestation uh, associated with it, and, and we could basically, uh, whether it's in the cloud or on-premise, it's the same level of reporting, except within the environment um, on-premise, we look at different type of protocols and different type of access, and as it gets into the cloud, we look at the different uh, industry standards that are established for cloud access, and we aggregate that information, and we show it in the same report. So to that stakeholder, it's still the same process. Okay. All right. Um, now, you know, security has always been kind of a top-of-mind topic for technologists, for people in the compliance space, and so forth. But it's but it's also one of those topics that, um, you know, if you if you don't live and breathe it all the time, sometimes it it, it seems very complicated. It seems like uh, the bad guys are always ahead of of the company selling, you know, the the sort of the protection mechanisms. Are you finding that that's changing at all? That the, the security conversation is changing over time, or is it? Um, is it getting easier? Is it getting more complex? Is it? <laughs> how's the conversation yeah. around security changed lately? Uh, I, I think that's again one of those great questions. Does it change? And um, my feeling is that it doesn't, because although um, although the method of delivery is changing, but security is a just like you said, it's complex. It's difficult to understand. There's not a lot of resources. The, what's really changing is the ability of the customers to afford it. Because in the past, it was limited to the affordability and availability was really for the multinationals uh, that had the budgets and the resources to deploy it. Okay. And that really left a lot of customers behind. 
What is really changing is the cloud allow, uh, security from the cloud uh, allows companies to achieve that same enterprise class feature function at affordable costs. And that's where the change is coming. But th the actual security itself has not changed. In other words, customers still have the same issues as they did before except now it could be much more exaggerated because of uh, proliferation of all these applications in the cloud. So instead of having uh, f five applications in-house, now you could have 12 applications in the cloud. And you, you have users that are touching those applications. So the, the actual security is now much a much bigger picture. The issues of the security remain the same. But the good news is affordability and availability is much, much better. So the companies that couldn't do it in the past, now they have an option. Okay. Okay. So the, the target, the, the kind of companies that you go after, the markets you're going after are really probably, is it fair to characterize them as more midsize, yeah. uh, smaller size? and. Typically, when you're talking to them, what's the what's the cost conversation look like? What's what what sort of savings or timing of payments? To that, you know, how does that change? What, what are you seeing from your early customers in terms of, um, you know, I don't want to get into like return on investments, but what, but what you know, what what is the what does the cost conversation look like? Well, first of all, you mentioned medium and small, but I would say the customers that we're addressing are actually multi-billion dollar corporations as okay. well. So it's not the smallest of the organizations either. And, and, and the reason for that is several elements in, um, in, uh, in uh, the benefits of uh, security as a service. Why does it make sense? So one element is cost. And obviously when you take um, a very large project that, that was millions of dollars and you turn it into a few dollars per user per month and you turn it from CapEx to OpEx, that's game changing. And that's primarily uh, one of the key reasons uh, that it, it makes it uh, available and affordable for most organizations. Okay. And, and the second issue is implementation. If you look at the traditional models, it used to be uh, months, maybe in some cases that I've been involved with, years to implement a large implementation for a large corporation. And the services could be um, two to one, three to one services to license it. Okay. Um, the third issue is time to market. If you need to be delivering a service quickly, if you want to be an agile organization, can you wait for an implementation time? You, or do you want it day one so you can get going? You ask the question, can you plan for security day one now as you deploy your application? And I said yes, and that's game changing. And that's one of the elements, time to market. Another one is risk. I kind of alluded to that. Um, now the customers don't have to take the risk with uh, uh, security from the cloud. The customers say, I want to try this. I'm going to try it with three of my applications. And if it works, it works. If not, hey, nothing lost. I got 30-day free trial from you, gotcha. and I'll try it. Yeah. And one of the elements that kind of surprised me, and I didn't know it was going to be such an attractive offering, is 24-7 monitoring. We have, at, at Cloud Access, 
all of our services are 24-7. And I found out that many mid-sized companies don't have the IT staff to monitor their security information um, 24-7. And they wanted to be, they're very um, interested in a service because when they go home, they can sleep easy knowing that somebody's watching the shop. Mm -hmm. And if there's any intrusion, any attack, um, or anything that's um, uh, outside their business uh, policies or security policies immediately detected and are informed. So that's, a, that's something that most companies couldn't do, but because we are focused on security, we can extend it to all of our customers. Okay. Uh, another reason, resources. Uh, it's hard to hire and retain security and of course core competency comes to the picture with that. If security is not core competency of a corporation, well, why are you hiring security? So all of these together are the reasons why um, uh, security is becoming, uh, from the cloud, is becoming more attractive. Okay. And, you know, your services, as we talked about early on, your service is delivered as a service. So it, it in essence, is similar to like a SaaS application. Um, are there any issues um, in terms of where you can deliver the service? Uh, is it is it you know, U.S. based, North American based, or no. could it be anywhere? No, it could be anywhere. And in fact, uh, we are getting calls from um, from Australia. Uh, UK government has a mandate now that all of the government agencies have to move into cloud. Uh, I, we get we're getting a lot of calls from UK. Uh, I have calls from Singapore, Indonesia. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of international interest um, because this can be delivered as a service uh, um, and, uh, the, you know, on the Internet, there is no uh, geographical boundaries. Okay. Um, and because, as, because it's pay-as-you-go, a nominal fee per user per month, um, it makes it much more affordable, as I said. Okay. And, and you're not necessarily storing customers' data per se. Uh, you're doing more analysis of it, so you don't necessarily get into um, having to deal with laws about you know, where, where actual information is kept from a geographic yeah. perspective. Okay. And that's, a, that's, a, that's a, another excellent question. And here's the, here's the way we do it. There are companies out there in the cloud that ask the customer to move their uh, the identity of the users to the cloud into their directories. We made a very uh, conscious decision way back when that as part of our model, we don't ask for any credentials to be stored in the cloud unless for specific business reason, customer wants to do that. Our model is that when uh, users come in to touch an application or use an application, we go back to the directory of that customer and we validate that user, we authenticate that user, we make sure that they're authorized to access the application, and then they go right in. Okay. That, so there is a separation of identities. We don't, at cloud access, we don't take ownership of those identities. We leave the credentials with the customer. We just uh, read them and make sure that uh, they're supposed to get access to what they're supposed to do. Okay, very good. Well, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. This space uh, that you, that you guys are in, really delivering security as a service, is something that that we've explored on the show, and we think is fairly fascinating because it, it really hits on the things that you talk about. It's um, 
to some extent, yes, there's a cost element that that's attractive to customers, but it's the same cost element that you know attracts people to cloud in the first place. It's about opex versus capex. But I think you hit on a couple of things that are really really important, which is um, this is about being able to move very quickly, about not having to um, you know let uh, you know, security process be a bottleneck to you moving the business forward. And, and it really gets at, you know, allowing um, people to, you know, migrate skill sets, migrate risk to a service like yours and let them focus on their business, let them focus on their applications. Um, and so I appreciate the time tonight. This has been a very, very interesting conversation. Um, if customers, um, if people are interested in your technology, want to get, uh, in touch with you guys if they want to learn more if they want to take advantage of some of these early trials what's the best way to engage with you guys and what's the best way to get started um, best way is to go to www.cloudaccess.com again I repeat cloudaccess.com and uh, there's a form that they could fill out there's also an 877 number on the website uh, that they could easily reach us or you could also contact us at sales at cloudaccess.com okay very good. Well, Kevin, listen, um, we're out of time for the week. Uh, there's always lots and lots of conferences going on. Where are you going to be that people might run into you, get a chance to talk to you uh, for the next quarter or the rest of the year? Uh, I'm speaking at several conferences. One is in um, July 23rd, 24th. I'll be part of the panel. I'm also going to the um, the large uh, at Jitex. If you have listeners from um, Asia Pacific, and they're going to be at the Jitex International Show over at Dubai. I will be there in October, um, and there's a couple of other things that they are. Uh, we do post our events and the events that we are participating in. Where I we where I will be speaking, they could always find that under events on our website. Okay. Well, very good. Again, thank you so much for the time tonight, folks. Uh, we're out of time for this week. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet. You can reach us on the web at thecloudcast.net where you can find links to our new Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and as well links to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. So for Kevin, thank you so much for the time tonight. And for everybody listening, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.